uh, push the bar down the hill and let's just keep going. But that, that's what I'm really interested in because to me, you're like the mother of fitness, right? In the <laughs> sense of how are you able to juggle this of raising family and also getting some fitness in, right? Fitness is hard enough as it is. Never yeah. mind being at a super fit level and also raising the little whip, whippersnappers. Like, how do you do that? Like, that's that's insane. Well, luckily, I have a basically a full CrossFit gym in my garage. Mm, nice. So I put one of them down for a nap. The other one usually comes out and plays with me, and I just get it done. I mean, if I have to stop for something, I have to stop for something, but I just do it. I just, I just get through it. My son loves watching me. Mm. His face is always just like, wow, look what mom's doing. Yeah. And now like, he's kind of trained up. So like, if I'm like, scoot back, scoot back. Like if I have to drop heavy weights and stuff like that, he like knows to like run and jump on his seat and watch. And I don't know. He's, He's pretty cute. So I don't know. I just, I do what I have to do to get it done. You can, I could make a lot of excuses and not, but I'd rather get it done that way than not get it done at all. Yeah, that's for sure. And you also, you know, you're setting such a great example very, very early on, right? Of just like, listen, like sometimes you dealt a bad hand and you've not got enough time to do them all. But you gotta play yeah. it anyway, you know. Like this is just life, and you. I think that's such a, such a really cool environment for kids to grow up around. You know what I mean? It's oh. so much better than the street. I mean, we know that for for a fact, yeah. right? But it's like, oh, me mom's like throwing throwing some weight around, you know, doing this thing called gymnastics and CrossFit and weightlifting and all this crazy crazy nonsense. You're like, oh, this is kind of badass. Let's let's take a leaf out of her book. Well, I was gonna say, I. I kind of grew up the same way. My dad had a bunch of mis mixed matched like pieces of equipment that he just slowly put together in his garage and he'd work out there every night. And we, us kids would always be out there. I'm oldest of five and we'd always be out there just dad, let me do, I want to play. I want to do it. And he would teach us like he taught me how to work out pretty much. Wow. I kind of grew up with that environment and now like, I want my kids to do have the same thing. A hundred percent, you know, a hundred percent. I completely agree. Um, like youth fitness for me is such a passion, right? It lights me up. I love coaching kids. I like the kind of the tricky age of uh, 12 to 18, you know, when they start, <laughs> they start getting a little bit annoying and um, you know, tricky you, for that. I, I like it. You know, I like the kids from like inner cities that usually are, you know, I'm missing a, a parent or they've kind of got in trouble with the law or stuff like that. You know, the quote unquote messed up kids, right? Like I love it. But let's talk about like real youth fitness in the sense of really young kids. Cause there's still a lot of uh, stigma around it, right? Of, Oh, these kids shouldn't be uh, working out or doing that nonsense, but it's play at the end of the day, they're playing yeah. around. That's what I was just going to say. I was like, kids working out is basically just playtime. Like when I was in the gym growing up, I mean, my dad never tried to force me to do anything I didn't want to do. I was begging him to show me like how to lift different little two pounder weights, you know, just like anything, trying to copy him, do whatever he's doing. Um, 
but it, it's like with my son right now, he's two and a half and he just tries to copy me or climb on me or, or climb under me or on, like he's just running around, we're playing, I'm teaching him somersaults and just, I don't know, it is play. Fitness for kids is just play because they're wearing themselves out and that's good for me too. <laughs> mm. I, I mean, let's be honest, like it's still play for us now, right? Like every oh, time. With him. Hey. I said, I do so, I have so much fun like playing with him in there. Oh, 100%. I mean, and even when we train, right? Like that's still us exploring what our physical capabilities and I'm messing around and playing around. Yeah, okay, we do it for like fitness and scores and all that and take it a bit more seriously. But at the end of the day, like it, at, at face value, if you strip it all down, like it's still a human being playing around. Oh, yeah. I love to go to the gym. It's like one of my favorite things. So, I mean, that is definitely like my play. Mm. Yeah, I get that. I think it's really important that we instill that in kids like now, right? Like obviously technology is always a thing, you know, but now it's becoming even more apparent with metaverse and all that. And even how we're communicating now, right? Through a, through a computer screen, but more and more it's, it's brought in younger and younger for kids, right? Like it's now in like kindergartens and stuff like that, rather than given like a, a mini football, whether that's American football or a, or a European football, they're now given like an iPad or something, right? So it's like, I'll go play with this, like interact with it. And I don't know whether that's good or bad. Like the only thing I know is I know nothing. But I think it's um, I think it's really important that we then pull them out, right? And give them more quote unquote gym time or physical education time or just play time, right? It's yeah. like, oh, okay, we've done all this like work, you know, drawing and working on the computer and stuff, you know, and these 10 year olds are a lot smarter than I am right with this type of stuff like algebra coming out their ass and i'm like i don't i don't get any of this man you know like <laughs> i'm trying to understand the software for for computers and i'm like dude i don't i don't know where to start i barely passed high school you know let's <laughs> let me get back in a gym and play around but i think it's really important we we drag them out right or we drag them into the gym and be like hey we're gonna play dodgeball today or or whatever right and we don't have to oh this is a way you have to be competitive you know in 12 years time you're going to go for youth olympics it's like no just just get them running around totally no for sure i my husband gets home and he takes them right to the backyard to play with everything out there running our trampoline he climbs on everything out there he's got like a little t-ball set up he's got a soccer ball like he right now he's pretty obsessed with kicking any kind of ball the, here's a good here's a good scenario of my son for easter egg hunt he saw those eggs and you, and you know every kid would normally run and just pick them up and put them in the basket he starts kicking them like they were soccer balls i'm not even kidding he was like just plowing through all of them just pounding them and i'm looking at him like are you kidding me right now <laughs> but i don't know it's fun i agree I'm not against him playing little games on an iPad, but no, no, he's no. getting enough of the other, the other side. I'm, I'm good mm. with that. When would you personally, as a mother, bring him into the gym and be like, this is how you lift the weights? Um, 
I think I would wait until he asks me. Mm. I think when he wants to learn it and be invested in it, he'll talk to me about it because I don't know. I don't want to force any kind of working out or anything on like that. Oh, here he is. Come to say hello. Here, bud. He's kind of into trains right now. Here you go. Nice. Yeah, go play. Good boy. Do you guys have Thomas the Tank Engine over in the yeah. States? Oh. That's what- <laughs> I love it. Like I was obsessed with that as a kid. Like I'm sure everybody else was. Like I love he that. Loves, loves his little Thomas train right now. What a guy. Uh, no, but I was just gonna say I would I, I'm sure, I mean, just like I did, I was probably I was around eight years old when my dad was teaching me little lifts and I I had a little leg extension machine and my dad would be like, We're gonna we're gonna be kicking goals from from half the fields, like just pumping me up, you know? Yeah. yeah. But um, I mean, we have a gym in our garage, so he's going to be basically living in that too, in that environment, seeing it. And I mean, it's only a matter of time before his curiosity is like, I want to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's, that's how I feel about it. I think, I mean, I'm not really worried about him not wanting to learn. So when he's ready, he'll be asking. I think I'm obsessed with like the developmental progress that kids get just by being around, um, you know, this environment all the time and learning it at such a young age. Right. Like Mm -hmm. I'm obsessed with like, wow, like what is the physical human body capable of? Right. Mm -hmm. Everything they do is correct from a young age rather than picking it up at 24 and had four years of drinking at uni, right? Probably doing all types of nonsense, getting absolutely like mashed up. You've got so many injuries picked up from different types of sport you've played, right? I was like, if we start them off young and just be like, hey, you know, obviously do your thing, right? But you're going to do this very, very slowly. And rather than trying to compete within six months, you don't need to worry about that because you're a child at the end of the day. Right. By the age of 18, 25, you know, 40, I'm obsessed with, wow, what is this like physical human being? How, what are they going to be able to do? Yeah, no, I mean, if it was that easy, it would happen. But I think mentally, you know, people most people wouldn't be able to keep up one sport that consistent their whole life i mean my husband is kind of a good example of that he played professional baseball for the mets the new york mets and uh he he's he was still plenty young enough to keep playing, but he said he'd played from such a young age. It's been out. That he was just, I'm just, I'm just over it. Yeah. You know, like he's like, I just felt like I wanted to accomplish other things besides just baseball my whole life. And, and so his big thing is with our kids, he's like, I don't want to start them too early on anything. I just want them to, do lots of things and mm. do what 
sit in, let them move from thing to thing if they want. Let's get them in as much as possible. Um, you know, build their talents in different ways. And then, um, you know, I he thinks and I think that both their special talents, like what they're best at, will just kind of come out. Their interests will come out and they, they can dive head into what they want to, you know, go for. Mm, I completely agree. So, I completely agree. That's kind of how we plan on doing it with our with our kids. Mm. Actually touches on the old Soviet uh, training philosophies though of like everyone's going to do GPP. So everyone did, you know, the 400 meters cross country. They lifted weights. They used kettlebells. They did unilateral. They bear crawled. They did everything, right? Jumped. All this type of nonsense. And they're like, oh, okay. And then we're slowly going to hone in and you're going to get specialized to your spot at the top of the pyramid, right? But it's the whole principle was building the the largest base that we can, the biggest foundation that we can. So there's less chance of injury. They're more well-rounded, you know, and all these other things, right? So then the, the peak of the pyramid can go higher. And I, I agree. Like you see the opposite in like early specialization spots, right? Of gymnastics and swimming. And I've got more experience in swimming. I was a swimmer like back, back in the day. I was more of a whale than a fish. Okay, take that as you wish. I jumped in the pool, the water jumped out, and I didn't get very far, very fast. But I've coached a lot of swimmers, like the S&C side, and you take them out of the water and they're garbage. They can't breathe. Like, they don't know what to do. Like, they're always on the verge of breaking. They can't do any, like, rotation work. They're, like, nothing is stable. They can't stand on one foot. And they can't breathe without like being rhythmic. Like it's awful. And these kids are like 18, 21, you know, they're, uh, na- they're national level. They're pushing Europeans. And you're like, dude, you can't breathe. Like. That's not what, that's not athletic to me. That's just a one horse, one, how does it, how do you say it? One horse show. One, one trick pony. One trick pony. There it is. I, uh, I definitely don't want that for my son at all mm. or my dog. I, I, I want them to just, and honestly, I don't care if they end up being a professional in anything. I just want them to be healthy. I want them to like enjoy whatever they're doing. And if they are really good at it, that's great. But I don't want them to be what you just explained. Like, I don't want them to be so good at something, but then they're like so awkward at everything else. <laughs> yeah, 100%. That's, well, I mean, that's just not even how life works. You got to be able to do so many different things to just to survive. So I don't know. I just, I don't want that. That's not how I grew up. I tried almost every single sport. And I think that's why CrossFit ended up being so good for me because it has so many different things and I could just pick things up easily. Yeah, I think that's I think that's why we love it so much, right? Of like, oh, okay, like let's be harder to kill. Like I say that quite often. I'm just like, oh, yeah, in the literal sense, but also like anything that comes up, you know, you'll be like, oh, I can give this a go. You know, oh, we, you know, you've got four people for a five person team. You ring me up one time, Alex. We need to tag American football. We're playing tomorrow night. Like we need you. I'm like, well, I've never even played the sport in my life, but yeah, sure, let's do it. 
let's figure it out. Just kind of tell me the rules, kind of tell me if I'm offside or something and let's go for it. And you can do it, right? Because the body is, is capable of doing it rather than being so specialized that if you do anything out of that specific environment, you end up physically breaking or mentally breaking, which is harder to uh, come back from. Well, that's what I was just going to say is when you try a lot of things, um, it builds your confidence mentally because like you just said, if someone asked you to come play some sport you've never played, there's so many people that would be like, what? No, I can't do that. I'm going to be embarrassed. I, I, I can't do that. You know, like they just talk themselves out of it. When people with confidence and people who have tried lots of things, they'll just be like, well, you know what? Yeah, what is it? I'm gonna I'm gonna attack whatever that is. I can do it. I've picked up many other sports along the way, and I always do well. Mm. You know, so I think that is just another way. And, and it's also not just with like athletics, like business, whatever job that he will approach someday. I want him to like be willing to like try new things and not be afraid to fail. And it's just a whole mindset. It goes with everything. Yep. It's like, built at a young age with movement because that's, you know, that's what kids start with is physical moving. You know, it doesn't start with algebra, like you were saying. <laughs> I, I couldn't tell you anything about algebra, mate. Like nothing, not a single thing. I'm still trying to find X, right? I don't get it. I'm so confused. But hey, we're here and we're trying to we're trying to work through it. Uh, yeah yeah and i think it's um i think the most just from experience right and for my opinion i think the most important point is the ability to deal with anxiety right because mm-hmm. anxiety is a natural emotion we're all gonna feel anxious or nervous or whatever term you want to give it right yeah. um and from experience the people that have played sport right and put themselves in that really uncomfortable position kind of that the the coliseum right they've put themselves on a court a pitch a platform or whatever and they're like oh i am so nervous i could crap my pants right now right and they somehow make it through right and they get that that rush of emotion usually if you throw a curveball at them they can deal with it now if you get the opposite and you get a kid that's basically been wrapped in bubble wrap and never done anything right they break down and it's really sad to see because you you know like their emotions are valid, right? You're like, okay, you you you've broken down, you're feeling like distraught, and that that's okay, right? But mm-hmm. f- the the sad part for me is the lack of like building for many years. Like you've got to be you've got to microdose anxiety, you know. You've got to be able to deal with this, whether that's on a tennis court or whether that's you know getting fired. It doesn't matter. Like it, it's all like uh, building that that resistance to it. No, that's a that's a great point. My sister and I were talking about this the other day. We just want we want to teach her. He's playing under the desk. Anyway, we want yeah. to teach kids to do hard things. Mm-hmm. We don't want them. We don't want to teach them to always try to take the easiest route out. Because I feel like for some reason right now, everyone wants to do well, whatever the easiest thing is. Oh. Um, but we don't want that. We, we want to teach our kids that like 
dude, suffer a little bit. Go Keep through the hard, you know, to get the best, you know, don't, don't take the easiest route just to get mediocre or whatever, like do whatever it takes to get the best because, you know, we're not, we're not the kind of people that are going to just settle for mediocre. Like I want to teach them to like strive for whatever the best is, you know, because they deserve that. But if you teach them to take the easy route and everything, they're never going to learn how to get the, do the hard stuff, you know? Mm. So anyways, I heard something on Instagram the other day. It was like, kids learn by doing dangerous things carefully. Oh, and I freaking loved that. Cause I was like, that is so true. Like, like my son does a lot of dangerous things <laughs> and I'm thinking that's, that is exactly right. That's how he's learning. He's doing dangerous things, but he is like trying to be as careful as possible. But once he does that dangerous thing multiple times, it starts to become something that isn't as dangerous for him because he has learned how to do it. And, you know, it doesn't have to be a dangerous thing, but it can be a hard thing. Um, and he'll just get better and better at it the more he does it. So anyways, I like now I'm like, man, am I supposed to be encouraging him to do dangerous things now? I just, <laughs> I'm not sure, but I, I, I don't know. That, that kind of hit me differently. I was like, that's true. I, you know, you can't protect your kid from doing things that scare you all the time. Like mm. they don't let them like jump off a cliff, but <laughs> you know what I mean? well, that's the thing. People just take these things and take it to the extreme. Right. You're just like, Oh, so you're telling me to like allow my kid to run through a bonfire. I was like, please come on. <laughs> If you're allowing that, you should never have had a kid in the first place. Like, come yeah. on, common yeah. sense is the least common of all senses now. Like, you know, let's think about it a little bit. But something that I get, so as a kid, right, we'd always walk on walls, right? This sounds really daft, but you know, when you got those little little walls outside of people's houses, not the spiked ones, obviously, we're not going to go on those, but just like the little walls, you jump on it, you know, you hold your parents' hand or whatever, or you don't, and you just walk along it and you jump off. Yeah. It's just kids having a, have a bit of fun. When was the last time you saw a kid walk on a wall? Well, I have a two and a half year old, so like all the time. <laughs> Legend. He's, he, he's, but I, I do know what you mean. Yeah. I mean, because we go to restaurants, we were at a restaurant the other night, he was climbing on a wall in the restaurant and people were looking at me like oh my gosh your kid's gonna fall your kid's gonna fall and i'm looking at them like he's done it a thousand times like he's gonna be fine. he oh. never falls but they still looking at me like what he could fall this time <laughs> hey it's all right dude the, tra the, the train broke it's okay <laughs> oh no uh, sorry the tank engine broke that's this it's world ending. It's over. I mean, I'd throw my toys out the pram with that one. You know, I'll be yeah. like, I'm not, I'm not going to work today. Yeah, it, it just broke apart. Hold on one second. Oh, you do your thing. Yeah, let's get this back together. Let's back together. Oh. <laughs> See that? It's fine. Okay. 
<laughs> All right, back. Well, my guy. No, I think you're a. I honestly think you're a brilliant example, mate. Like, you know, obviously you're gonna do your thing anyway, and and most people don't do anything for for like kind of appreciation for anyone else, you know, from anyone else. It's kind of like, hey, we're just gonna live our lives the way we're gonna live our lives, and I hope you do the same. But I think uh, you're a really good example for for mothers out there, whether they're single mother, whether they've got a partner there or not, of like, listen, you got to set an example, right? And even the, even the fella as well, like even if it's a single dad or whatever, both of you, you got to set an example and you got to do the things right now because you've got an extra set of eyes on you and they might not understand what you talk to them about, like verbally, right? So then you have yeah. to talk to them non-verbally. And I think, Kids copy, right? Kids copy. And I think yeah. it's uh I think it's really cool to see. Well, thank you. Yeah, no, my kids are basically my whole life. They, they're my husband and my kids are really the only thing that matter to me anymore. So That's the way it should be, mate. Yeah, so I mean I'm just trying to copy what my parents did because I, I like how they did it. But like, but you can't always do that because now we got new technology and all, mm-hmm. all the new stuff that you got to navigate now. But I totally agree. You have to set the example for your kids because they are going to copy you. Mm-hmm. They're going to want just like you. So I, I think people not making excuses in whatever situ- situation they're in, right? Whether it's the day-to-day minutia of, oh, I've got to like set up the coffee maker the night before just so i got that extra 30 seconds or something or whether it's like uh nims die climbing the the 14 peaks above eight thousand meters right whatever it is i'm uh i'm fascinated by like people just holding themselves accountable that intrinsic drive is something so unique well i think it's so unique to humans right we're like no i've got to do this because of this and I'm going to hold myself accountable to that. And it's survival. Yet we're not no longer in that position, right? It's like no one's going to die, right? No. But you've got to hold yourself accountable to that. And I think it's I think it's fascinating. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, my husband always says stuff to me like, don't guilt trip yourself. He says that to me because I'll be like, oh, no, I got to do this, this, and this. And he'll be like, he'll be like, well, you don't have to. And I'm like, no, we have to. No. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So like, I don't know. I have a standard that I want to set yeah, for them. And I, I don't care if it does stress me out or whatever. Like I, I have to do it just the same way when I attacked trying to go to the CrossFit games. I didn't always want to train. I didn't always want to eat healthy. I didn't always want to do all the little things, but like, I know what I want and like, you just, you have to just do it. So. Yeah. And the thing is like, if you don't, that stress caused by not doing it will be more than the stress caused by doing it. Yeah. And then you'll be unhappy. Like when you're not doing what you really feel like you need to be doing, you're just, you're just unhappy. Mm. So I don't want to be unhappy, obviously. So, and mm. it, it doesn't make me unhappy. I was the kid thing. I'm just saying like, 
not eating healthy that makes me unhappy for sure because i'm just like feel like a slob but you know there's different scenarios but yeah when you're not living and being the person you want to be like you see in the future or how you see your family life turning out um you're just not happy you'll get depressed so you, you might as well just take the little steps to get there i got i got three questions okay What's the greatest piece of life advice you've ever received? Mm. Let's see. Life advice. Well, something that really helped me. Two things. Two things that I can think of different times in my life. Once was basically advice to listen to like your elders or your parents because they've already been through pretty much almost everything that you can go through. Mm -hmm. People that are older than you, my grandparents, ask them for advice. People who've been through tons of things their whole life because nothing can give you better like advice than experience. And that's helped me a lot through my life is asking and not being too proud to try to get help. Um, the other t- thing that really help- has helped me as like just when having kids is uh, like not to set my expectations too high because, and I know that that sounds wrong, but let me explain. When you have little children, things are not always going to go exactly how you pictured it. So set like a base of like, these are the things that I have to do every single day. If it doesn't go that way, just tell yourself you're going to do it the next day and then do it. But I'm, if you, if you try, if I try to like set too high of an expectation that can make you unhappy too Mm. if you're constantly not meeting that goal as long as you're like striving and working towards whatever that is like you're not going to be perfect you're never going to be perfect and people around you aren't going to be perfect so don't try to hold them to a perfect expectation as well Mm. you know like like have grace with yourself have grace with your mate like have a lot of grace with your kids (laughs) Um, I think that has also helped me too. Like, as long as we're like working on a path, like in the right direction, like that's a good way to stay positive, stay working towards your goals. Like you might only accomplish one tiny thing in one day, but at least you're working towards that goal. Mm. That That helps me a lot too, because, you know, every, when you're a perfectionist, (laughs) You know, you don't, it's, it's tough. Oh my gosh. Can you hear that? Yeah, he's okay. He does his thing. Don't worry about it. Getting pissed. He's like wanting my attention, but anyway, what's the other question? Zoom's going to kick me out in a minute, but anyway, um, what's the worst piece of life advice you've ever received? Worst? Um, I'm sure there's been tons. I don't know. I, I, 
I when I hear something and I know it's not good, it goes right out the yeah, window. Get rid of it. I don't know. Probably someone trying to tell me that money is more important than family, yeah. crap like that, and no. it ain't. No. So, three words you tell your younger self. Three words. Yeah. Uh, well, I'd tell myself my husband's name for sure so I could find him sooner. Um, I would tell myself that my schooling wasn't 